I'm Jess, and this is my podcast. I spend countless hours a day thinking or talking to myself, so I figured, why not hit record? Join me every Thursday in the new year as we talk about life endeavors, our hopes and dreams, and past experiences. I have a lot to say, so buckle up. In a world of unknown, I want to share just a little bit about myself and my experiences to help others feel a little more, well, normal. We're all a little lost, but hey, we don't have to be perfect. No one is. We're all just trying to get by. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of We're All Just Trying to Get By. Ooh, I'm very calming and a little quiet because I currently have an electrician at our house. (laughs) And I'm worried that he's going to hear me, even though I don't know why I'm worried because I shouldn't give a shit, but whatever. (laughs) Today's podcast, I wanted to talk about healthy ideas and tips. So I originally recorded a podcast about the new things I'm learning about health. However, I was kind of all over the place and felt like I didn't have enough background knowledge or sources to cite what I was saying. And so I felt it was a little not correct. (laughs) Uh, The things I was saying were correct, but how I was saying them and probably all the facts or and or statistics behind it may have not been completely true. So I didn't want to put that out there. And today I want to do less facts, statistics, and more my personal beliefs slash opinions slash experience. And again, I apologize if you guys hear noise in the background. We do have an electrician here today, but got to squeeze in these podcasts when I can. So today I want to talk just about my experience, my opinions, how I perceived health, perceive health. <coughs> Sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. And things that I do for my health. I wouldn't consider me a health nut, but I'm sure a lot of other people would. I definitely eat plenty of sweets, plenty of processed food that's not good for me. But I am quite conscious of what I am eating and I'm very interested in learning about how those foods affect me. I'll do a podcast more about this, but I recently have seen a functional doctor. And for you, those of you who don't know, a functional doctor versus a typical primary care doctor is functional doctors focus more on your health and your exercise and your whole body, how it's affecting everything. So how your stress in your brain may be affecting the pain in your stomach or maybe a trigger for that. And so they look at everything as a whole versus, okay, you're having stomach pains. Let's look directly at your stomach because... It, the, it must be coming from there. And so when I was in the cities, I was in, I was in urgent care. I was in the emergency room. I finally got a primary care doctor because remember I just moved there. So I had to change doctors, find a doctor. 
and do all that. And so when I finally saw them, they set me up to do an ultrasound. They didn't find anything. Set me up to do a CT scan. They didn't find anything. Then they wanted me to do a colonoscopy. And at that point, I was like, uh, no. First of all, I'm already spending all this money on things just for finding nothing. Second, I don't think I was determined it was my gallbladder because there were some patterns with fatty foods that I ate. And so I was thinking maybe I didn't have enough bile to break it down or whatever that consists of. And so I exnayed the colonoscopy and I think that's when we did the CT scan and they found that, I thought I did another thing in between the ultrasound CT scan, but I can't remember. And they just called me saying, I have a lot of stool in my colon. So they're thinking I'm constipated. You can go take this over-the-counter thing at Walgreens and that should fix it. So <laughs> I was very irritated at that point And just stopped going into the doctor because I was so irritated. They weren't helping me. And although I may have been constipated at that point, there was something more. And clearly there is something more because I'm still experiencing it today. So anyways, I went to a functional doctor and I've been really getting into how everything affects everything in the body, how your gut affects your brain, how's your, how your brain affects your gut, how what you eat kind of affects your microbiome, how us women are in charge of our microbiome because we transfer that to our children. If we are planning or have children, they can only get it from us and taking care of that, how what we can eat affects their brain, everything. And I know a lot of people may think it's voodoo nonsense and that's fine. Just don't listen to me and think what you want and I'll think what I want. I'm totally fine with that. But like I said, I'm just sharing my experiences, my opinions, and maybe I can help one person or maybe I can just open people's eyes to a different perspective. And so today I want to talk a little bit more about that and I just have a few bullet points of how I think of things, tips and tricks that I've learned just researching and I've been healthy or at least considered myself healthy uh, for a few years now like I don't know I feel like even in high school I was like I'll eat a carrot rather than a cookie but I was definitely unhealthy in high school although I think a lot of it had to do with what we were told is healthy And so now I've just been trying to research and learn and have been a lot more interested in the science behind it and all that good stuff. So here's things I'm learning. Here's things I'm doing. Take it if you want or just enjoy me talking. Stop eating sugar. We should all know this. It's no surprise. Sugar is horrible for you, but I don't think we really realize how bad it is. And I think me including deny how bad it is because it's so good because it's basically a drug, but it's so bad for you. It causes inflammation, brain fog. It can go as far as triggering or causing your muscle pains. It's, it's unbelievable what it causes. And more than likely, it's probably causing the top diseases in the world, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, it's all related and it's so bad. But the thing is, we don't, one, realize how bad it is, and two, 
understand that it is in our food because food labels have so many loops of what they put on their label to make it seem healthy or to make it seem like this stuff isn't in it, even though it is. I was listening to a seminar about this summit that's all about quitting sugar and this girl's in the food industry of making sauces and she was saying how difficult it is for to not only read a food label but to create it and to know what's inside because I think it's like if there's a ingredient that's less than one gram in the volume so like the large production of your creation or maybe it's just the one serving I'm I don't know but if it's less than one gram of that ingredient they don't need to put it on the food label or the ingredient list Mm, they may need to put it on the ingredient list see this is where it gets a little tricky where I'm leading you guys down the wrong path but it's definitely on the nutrition label so if there's like one less than one gram of sugar in this one I think like ingredient or something they don't need to put that as an added sugar because it's less than when really it's still in there and we don't realize that and then how many of those are in there so how many different types of these bad sugars are less than a gram that are in there that we don't even know is in there so it's just it's kind of wacko and it's it's not our fault that we're eating all this or that we don't know this knowledge because it's just almost corrupt so it's just very difficult and so I think that's why sticking to whole foods and organic things you grow things you know what they are is so beneficial just for eating because it's it's going to be your best route for knowing what exactly you're putting in your body versus something processed another cool uh tip that I learned regarding sugars is so sugars and starches so many starches and so cutting out sugar and starches or limiting your sugar and starches is a huge start for not only your weight loss or weight gain but for your brain for your inflammation for everything it's all connected and I think when I say health I mean everything like I'm not even worrying about how my body looks and I know some people may argue well Jess you're so petite and you're so little you don't have to worry about it like I do Okay, but I still do because it's still my body and we all have insecurities about ourselves. But that's not even something I want to worry about. I just want to worry about my my physical and mental health as a whole so I can, one, be there, be living on this earth longer for myself, but two, be living on this earth longer for those around me. I plan to have kids one day and I want to see them grow up and I want to see life through a grandmother's eyes in the sense that I'm the grandmother. And so I just look at it in as an overall health, nothing to do with my weight loss because you can lose weight only eating so many calories a day. However, those calories could be, it's just like Weight Watchers and I have nothing against Weight Watchers. I think it's great. I think it works for those who it works for. Nothing against it, but this is just for terms of example here you could eat a piece of pie that's worth however many points let's say 90% of your points for the day and that's the only thing you may be eating that day so technically you're losing weight because 
less calories in than more calories burned. But that piece of pie is 100% sugar. So really, what are you doing to, to your brain, to your gut, to everything inside you long term? And so I think I just like, in my perspective, yes, I want to look good naked as well. That's why I work out. But I don't focus on eating foods primarily for weight loss. I focus on eating foods for my brain, for my gut, for my inflammation. For me, my stomach, huge, hugely, just because of all my issues. And I think that's how we should look at things more because the weight loss is going to come with the health, with your long-term health in mind. It's going to come because the foods for your long-term health to help your brain are going to help everything else in your body. Okay, I digress. I want, I'm off my soapbox. But another cool tip that I never got to with the starches was, especially with bread, if you're looking at bread or any, I guess, any processed foods, you can take the carbohydrates minus the fiber and that number is added sugar, hidden added sugar. It's not included in the added sugar line on your nutrition label because it's not like an, it's not like, I don't know, what's an added sugar? Like all the shitty stuff. It's not that, it's what's in the starch, if that makes sense. So taking your carbohydrates minus your fiber is all your hidden sugars that isn't even on the nutrition label that you see. And I just learned that last week. And so this week we were looking for sandwich bread, which isn't healthy. But again, I'm not perfect and I do it just like you guys, but I'm learning and we can learn together. Maybe the more we say it, maybe eventually we will do it, (laughs) Jessica. But I was looking at the bread label and the carbohydrates were like 27 grams. And then I was like, oh, that's quite a bit. Okay, how many can I subtract with the fiber? And the fiber said one gram. So there were 26 grams of hidden sugars not even included in the added sugar line, which I don't know what that was. But it's just all these things that we don't even realize and we haven't been taught. And it's like I said, it's not our fault, but... That's just one cool tip that I learned. So you could take it. And I know a lot of people are like, how do you read a nutrition label? And I always thought it's so easy. Just flip the damn thing around and look, if it has 12 grams of sugar, probably not the best for you. And I still do think that in a sense, but the more I learn, the more I realize, oh crap, there are a lot of things like these hidden sugars that I don't realize is a thing And so I don't realize reading a nutritional label is truly actually hard. However, I guess for beginner purposes, it is as simple as turning the thing around (laughs) and reading it. I mean, you know sugar is bad for you. Carbohydrates aren't necessarily bad for you unless they're starchy. And taking the carbohydrates minus your fiber is a good tip to know the hidden sugars within that starch and so that's one thing you can take away but I I've also transitioned to reading the ingredients more and they always say a huge hint to know if it's probably not the healthiest is if the ingredient list is super long another way to know is if there's like 80% of the things listed are things you can't pronounce or you have no clue what they are probably not good And even if they are short, (laughs) it could just be, you know, like 
natural flavors and sugar. Well, that's two ingredients, but they're probably the worst things. And like I said, we all know sugar's bad for you. So if it's the main ingredient is sugar and they always go with the highest uh, volume or the most ingredient within that specific thing, they list it first. So it goes in order in that way. So um, what's something that I know? So if you have like almond flour, no, I guess I don't know these ingredients and things. <laughs> but basically, if you had almond flour, the first thing listed is probably going to be your flour or I guess wheat flour could be a thing. First thing list is probably going to be wheat flour. Then maybe like white bleach flour or whatever it's in. It's gonna ha- it's gonna go in order for the most things. And I didn't know that either. And maybe some of you did know that, but that's another thing. So the first thing list is going to be what is the most in that specific product. But just reading your ingredients and knowing and Even if you don't want to read, if you don't feel like reading the nutrition label or don't think you can do it, then stick to your natural foods, your leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables. Cruciferous vegetables are your Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower. Those are all very good. Leafy greens are obviously leafy greens. (laughs) Your romaine lettuce, all lettuces, all salad lettuces, things in that category. And so sticking to those, you won't have to read a nutrition label. However, try to get organic just because it's less chemicals um, and pesticides when they are growing these. So I guess those are some tips and tricks and a nice rant in the middle. (laughs) Also, your sugars, your fructose, sucrose, lactose, these are all sugars. And I know there there are natural sugars. For instance, in fruit, and I know there's a lot of controversy in fruit, just eat it in moderation. You'll be okay. Sucrose, not good. Lactose, that's what you're going to find in dairy products. And that is probably why a lot of people are lactose intolerant because it is a sugar and sugar is a drug and it does affect you way more ways than you know. But something cool that I learned is you want aged cheeses they're going to be better for you because the longer they age the more they have time to ferment the sugars out so cheddar is very good um there was another one parmesan's very good for you but if you look at the on the nutrition label you'll actually see zero sugar zero added sugars and when you see that that means zero the lactose has been fermented out of the cheese from aging for long you want cheeses that have been aged at least six weeks like i said uh cheddar is a great choice for that but if you just look on the label and you'll be able to see the zero sugar you also want to stick to pasteurize and your sheep and goat cheese yogurt milk all that is going to be your best choice within the dairy category i would limit your dairy however eat it in moderation. I'm not going to tell you what to eat, what not to eat, but these are just my personal opinions and what I try to do. Let's move away from the diet part of it, exercising. For me, I tell people do what, let's see, basically do what you want in a sense do the exercises that you will do. Don't do the exercises that you dread 
because you think you need to run 10 miles because that's how you're going to lose your weight. Actually, like I said in my previous podcast, running long distances for a long period of time or on a daily, weekly basis is not good for your health. And by long term, I mean a lot of ultra marathoners, probably not good for your health. And frankly, you can see it in their body. I mean, they're just scrawny and skinny. And even after doing a marathon myself, I just lost so much weight in an unhealthy manner. I just knew it. It's great. I lost weight, but it comes to a point in time where you do get too skinny. Like it's the other end of the spectrum. But I say do what you will do. So if you like lifting weights, lift weights. If you like doing HIIT workouts, do HIIT workouts. I would recommend those two personally. I'd also recommend yoga and or Pilates just because I think mentally those are good for you. Uh, Strength training is good for you because it stresses your body, which is good. And I want to explain why it's good, (laughs) but I can't quite remember. I believe it has something to do with your, it puts you in your flight or fight stage and when you stress your body you'll go into the fight stage which is good because I believe again don't quote me on this but I believe it's because your body will then recycle what it has in your body which is good because it's basically a mechanic shop you have all these old parts and your body can recycle those old parts to make new parts which is what you want But if you get too many old parts in your body, too many sugars, too many processed food, too many chemicals in your body, it can't keep up with the recycle and your old parts pile becomes so big that your body can't, it can only crack away and recycle so much and or not recycle any because it already has an abundance, if that makes sense. But anything you will stick to or you will do do it just get out and exercise even just walking walking's great for you other if you like dancing do dancing jazzercise zumba if you like doing guided workouts go to a gym that offers that uh you can pay a subscription for beach body and you can do all those classes whatever works for you do it because exercise is never going to be bad for you I okay y'all know it may be bad if you know you injure yourself or something like that but you know what I mean so just do what you will stick to and what will work for you me personally I love running I genuinely love running and I do running because I love it I don't even consider it my workout frankly I I don't like it as my workout because all I do is lose everything, my ass, my tits, everything, which to some people may be great and maybe what they're looking for. But I consider strength training my workout because I actually can feel my muscles growing and I can see results a lot faster and that's just what I do as my workout. And running I do because I generally love it. And I was telling Corey the other day that I love running so much, but I know I need to strength strength train for my health and for the results that I want in my physique. But that's the last thing I want to do after a run. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I know running's just as good for me and I shouldn't have that mindset. I'm working on it. But do what you will do. Running's perfectly fine. And now I'm doing shorter runs, which is great. I'm trying to do hit runs and um oh, what's it called? Oh, interval running. And so I'm trying to change it up because I know I love running, but I know I want to kind of make it so it affects me a little better or I can get best results, I guess, best bang for my buck. Right? Is that the phrase? Yeah. But overall, do whatever you want. I am never going to be the person who tells you, no, you really shouldn't run. You should really lift weights. Like, come on. I am going to give you guys 100% credit or whoever 100% credit for just doing something because you're doing more than the person sitting on the couch doing nothing. Meditation. I need to do more meditation. I've dabbled in it. However, just with the research and things I listen to, things I read, the more I get into it, meditation's always something they recommend. And I can see why, because even after I meditate, I just feel refreshed, renewed. I can, I'm more grateful for things. I just love it. However, I love atmospheres like that. Like that's why I love yoga because I love the calming atmosphere and I love feeling like I'm a hippie doing these two small things that hippies would be like, okay, Jesse, you're not even a hippie. Why are you trying to be? But it's such a stress reliever. You just feel so grounded and like I said, refreshed. And I know a lot of people say meditation puts them to sleep find one that won't. There's so many different sorts of meditations. You can do long meditations, short meditations. You can do breathing meditations. Do ones that keep your mind active throughout it. So do ones where you have to listen to the person, a guided meditation, listen to them and do the specific things. Do one where it's all about breath work and focus on your breath. Because once you focus on your breath, it gives you a focal point instead of your focal point being falling asleep. <laughs> and it is supposed to relax you. That's the gist of it. But it's also supposed to refresh you and just so good for your mind. So I encourage everyone to try it. You can just go on Spotify, type in meditations, guided meditations. That's all I do. You can go on the internet. I mean, don't say you don't have resources because <laughs> literally you just type it in Google and you'll find one. And cold showers. <laughs> I was just talking about this. I had my bachelorette party this last weekend and I was telling the girls we were sharing drinks and I know we shouldn't because of COVID, but I would always reassure them, I have a good immunity system. I take cold showers. <laughs> so they'll probably laugh at me with this. I have recently just been doing cold showers Again, I dabbled in it a few months ago and I would just do it at the end of my shower for 30 seconds and then I would try to add it up. The first I got, furthest I got was probably like a minute, maybe a minute and a half at the end of my shower. But now I'm taking full-blown cold showers. I try to do it every time I shower. I want to eventually get in a routine where I either wake up and I'll take a cold shower for the benefit of the cold shower Whereas right now I take a cold shower to clean myself. <laughs> so it's not every day. But 
I've been taking them and I take them the whole period. So I, I wash my hair, wash my face, sometimes brush my teeth, wash my body. And I'm in there for anywhere between five and 10 minutes. And I, I crank the thing all the way up as cold as it can get. And at first it's really, no, 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 not for me. I enjoy my showers warm. I get it. So do I. But now it's gotten, I just breathe through it. Literally, I just stand there and I and I focus on my breath more than I focus on the cold water spiking in my back. <laughs> Doesn't that sound lovely? But it's so refreshing. And the first time I did, which has, again, been very recently, so I am very new to this, but the first time I took a full cold shower was because I wasn't sleeping good at night and Okay, here are some benefits of cold shower. Decrease inflammation, calming uh, for itchy skin. If you have eczema, try taking it. And you don't have to take a cold shower for the entire time of your cold shower. Like I said, at the end of your shower, just stand there for 30 seconds or 10 seconds, however long you can do, and then try to increase every time. Waking up and sleeping better, So, which is why I started this. I'll get to that. Increasing circulation, reducing muscle soreness for post-workout or and or in general, potentially boosting weight loss. And they say it boosts weight loss, I believe, because you ship when you shiver, <laughs> which I have not shivered in the shower, but I know a lot of people after the shower shiver. And I think to to shiver more, they say to immediately like get dressed in your fleece and stuff. Whereas if you don't do that right away, your body's going to automatically heat up because that's what your body does. But if you do that right away, your clothes are heating you, your body's not, and so you'll shiver more. And I believe that's where the weight loss comes in. I'm sure there's more, but that's just what I know right now. Glowy hair and skin and then neural inflammation. So good for your brain, opens up your brain. If you have brain fog, it could be very good. But I when I took my first full cold shower the reason I did it is because I wasn't sleeping the greatest that night and I told Corey I said that last two nights I just have been waking up in the middle of the night I can't get back to sleep it's just I'm rolling around it's I I this is not normal for me so I'm gonna try taking a cold shower because I heard that help with sleep I felt so good after it I felt so refreshed my body just like it wasn't achy, wasn't anything like that. And that night I had a fantastic night's sleep. Like I just slept through the entire night. And I know that's just <laughs> that's just one time and could have been a fluke, could have been a coincidence. I don't know what, but I truly believe it was because of that cold shower. And even if it wasn't, I still felt great after it. So don't regret it. But cold showers are so good for you. Like I said, just start out with as long as you can, 10 seconds. And when you do it, don't freak out because then you're going to want to get out right away. Like when we get cold, you know, it's, Ooh, and you just start freaking out, breathe through it. Uh, some people say it helps them to listen to a song and sing to the song because you're focused on singing to the song. And then they'll do it as long as that song is. So for like three to four minutes. But like I said, I just sit there and I breathe and it works for me. When I first started doing it, I would just stand there and let it hit the one spot that it's hitting because once you turn, it's like, oh, it's all over again. Now I just 
like I said, breathe through it and I'll take my full shower and I'll wash my body, I'll brush my teeth, wash my hair, all that good stuff. If you want to start even lighter on this, rinse your face with cold water every morning or um, wash your face. If you wash your face, I wash my face (laughs) Uh, with cold water, rinse it with cold water and that could, even that little bit can help you and have benefit within that. But cold showers, definitely good for your health. I am on board with the cold showers. All right, then the last thing I wanted to talk about is some meal and drink ideas. These are things me and Corey do at our house. These are things we've been doing for, I don't know, years now. And they're just quick recipes, things to make it for dinner, lunch, whatever, and things that I do. So, as you all know, oh, sorry, I'm out of breath. I just ran up my stairs again. <laughs> I'm a runner who still gets winded from running up four flights of stairs. As you guys all know, I love my matcha tea. Um, it tastes very similar to green tea, it has a lot of benefits and is very good for you. I like it because I like having warm drinks, but I can't drink too much coffee because the caffeine affects me. So I have one cup of coffee in the morning, which is another good thing. However, coffee is very good for you, but it needs to be black. And when it starts getting bad for you is when the caffeine affects you. So it can be different for a lot of people. I know caffeine doesn't affect some people. I know Others, like my brother, is very sensitive to caffeine. <laughs> Hi, Ty. <laughs> uh, one cup of coffee for me doesn't affect me. Sometimes I get jittery at, uh, after two, for sure three. And that's where it gets a little less unhealthy. But, sorry, the electrician is downstairs if you hear that noise. <laughs> but I love my matcha tea because it's, I lo- like I said, I like the warm. Uh, drinks to drink and sometimes I get sick of water and so it mixes it up and hydrates me plus giving me hoofda he's really loud down there (laughs) plus giving me other benefits some meals that we make at night I'm sorry I know I do this a lot and it really annoys me (laughs) and I I sure it annoys some of you so I apologize but I probably won't stop doing it. (laughs) Asparagus and chicken. We actually just had this last night. We just grill chicken breast, sometimes chicken tenders, whatever you guys like, uh, on the grill. You can make them in the oven as well or even on the stovetop. When I lived by myself, I would cut them into cubes and just grill them on my stovetop and put whatever seasonings I like. Asparagus, we just wash them in a pan. All I do is I put them lay them out on a pan, spread them out, and then fill it with water and let them sit for like 10 to 15 minutes. I actually like them raw as well. So once I'm done washing them in the pan, I'll eat them just like that. To me, they taste between like a bean and a snap pea. And so I've been doing that a lot more. And those are, that'd be like a good little side snack throughout the day. But if we're making them, 
I'll usually put them in the oven at 400 degrees for like 20 minutes, which <laughs> is what I do everything. I have no <laughs> directions or recipes on this stuff. I always just set my <laughs> oven to 400 just because it seems like a good number to me. And 20 minutes is usually good and I'll check it in between to see if it needs to be less or more. But that's my go-to. Uh, otherwise, we'll put them on the grill and we just put them on there until they get a little crispy uh, or however you like them. We like them crispy, but usually it's about 20 minutes. Steak, rice, avocado, that's another good go-to that we like. And then we'll usually put soy sauce on it. Some good condiments or a good company for common condiments is Primal Kitchen. And I'm sure some of you have seen this. I know Thrive Market sells them. Our High V sells them. Other grocery stores target i'm sure sells them but primal kitchen and we get the soy sauce there we get barbecue sauce i think we have an avocado mayo their ketchup a whole bunch of condiments but very good for you and we just cook up steak either on the grill or uh, on the stove we'll cut it up into cubes and then we'll make rice we always use jasmine rice because Corey likes jasmine rice and then we'll just take an avocado and slice that up, put it right on top of our, we'll put rice and steak, then the avocado, and then drizzle it with our soy sauce. Very good. Salad dressing. I never eat salad dressings. I love ranch, but I never use it. <laughs> if I have the option to do ranch or French dressing or Italian dressing versus no dressing I will always choose no dressing because they're just horrible for you <laughs> although I do eat ranch with my pizza so give or take but what I've been liking to do on my salads is I'll just drizzle olive oil balsamic vinegar apple cider vinegar whatever it is usually it's those three and I'll just drizzle them I don't know like I said I don't really measure anything <laughs> which could be good could be bad but I just like doing that another one I just mixed up I just took a mason jar and I have it stored in my fridge and then pour it when I need it I believe it's olive oil balsamic vinegar apple cider vinegar and then like a tablespoon of Dijon mustard and I just shake that up I like that I think it's good I love balsamic vinegar so anything with balsamic vinegar in it I love it Beef stroganoff. We have a healthier version of beef stroganoff that we make, and we actually just made this um, two days ago. We have leftovers that I think I'm going to eat after this podcast. <laughs> but basically all it is is steak. So you cook your steak on the... I always do this on the stove. And then once that's cooked, I set it aside in a separate bowl, and then I cook the onions, and I just glaze them in olive oil. So put olive oil in the pan. Put in your chopped onion, whether you like half or full onion full onion will just give you obviously more onion taste I think we usually do a half and then I put I mince up garlic I put that in there glaze it and when I say glaze it it's just when it turns brown then I'll just put a container of mushrooms in there I like getting the sliced mushrooms because then I don't have to slice them sometimes I'll slice the bigger ones but dump, dump those in there let those cook for a little bit and then I pour a white wine on it and my go-to is Prino Grigio but any good cooking wine is good for you I would stay away from the sweeter wines uh, another wine that I love is Aveline it's Cameron Diaz's wine and it's no added sugars. they actually have all the ingredients on the back of the bottle which is great so I use that one as well for drinking and <laughs> and cooking 
but I think it's uh, white wines are better for cooking, but I know there are red wines out there, obviously, but we use white wine. And then on the side, I'll mix three tablespoons of almond flour, one tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, and then I think it's like a cup and a half or half a cup of beef broth, and I just whisk that together. Then I'll dump that into the mushrooms, onion, garlic, and the wine once they've kind of been on the stove for a little bit. I don't know, like five minutes or so. Mix that in there, and then... I'll cook up noodles. I personally like Bonanza noodles, but we also got this other um, brand of noodles. I can't remember what they were, but basically they're made out of chickpeas as well. And I like that because it's lower carb. Again, it's in moderation, everything preservative that is preservative, use in moderation. And then I just slap on some Greek yogurt uh, to make it thicker. And I usually do like three spoonfuls I think it calls for half a cup but I just do it till it's as thick as we want it and voila we have beef stroganoff Uh, I just found it on Pinterest so if you just type in healthy beef stroganoff recipe on Pinterest on Google you can find it I'm sure another one we've tried that I want to try again is cauliflower wings it's literally just cauliflower and a barbecue sauce and like I said I use the primal kitchen barbecue sauce It definitely tastes different, but I don't mind it. And basically, you just rip off the cauliflower, I don't know what they're called, off the head to make, you know, your little chicken wings. And then we put them in the oven and then the air fryer because they were still a little mushy and I wanted them crispier. And that helped, but next time I want to put them in the air fryer altogether. And for how long? You guessed it, 20 minutes. (laughs) And so that's a really easy one, quick one. Sweet potatoes, we love sweet potatoes and sweet potatoes are so good for you. Don't be scared of sweet potatoes. And I know starches aren't good for you, but sweet potatoes are a resistant starch, which is much better for you, very good for you. And we'll do it anywhere from, we'll do cubes. I do French fries in the air fryer, just cut them up into fry shape. Cubes we'll do in the air fryer. Sometimes I do those in the oven. We'll do them as chips, cutting them into slice circle pieces, and I do those in the ovens. I want to try them in the air fryer because I like them crispy. We'll do mashed potatoes. We're actually going to try a garlic sweet potato mash. Garlic sweet potatoes, or mashed garlic sweet potatoes. (laughs) Sorry about that. Tonight, so I'm going to just find a recipe and hope it works out. And then we've also done boats. So basically scooping out the, cooking the sweet potato, scooping it out. You can use that on the side as a mashed potato and then filling it with um, either taco meat or just hamburger meat and sprinkling any toppings you like, cheese, tomatoes, anything. So that's always a good one too. It's basically like stuffed peppers, but with a sweet potato. We recently just made uh, pork chops as well. Corey just grills them. He has a marinade, but I don't know what's all in it. They're very good. And you can make it with, we had a frozen edamame, which honestly, I have no idea what was in it because the meat edamame is, you know, like the snap peas you get at a restaurant, but it was very good. It was, it was kind of like a rice pea, I don't think there was corn in there, but kind of like that kind of mixture. Or you can just do it with veggies or salad, anything, you know, just 
pick a side. We like asparagus, salad, veggies, sweet potatoes for our sides, rice for our sides. We just try to always have a side with our main meal. And then another thing I've been loving, but I have to wash myself because bread is not very good for you unless you find a lectin-free bread. But I put olive oil and balsamic vinegar on it after it's toasted. <laughs> it's so good. Like I said, I love balsamic vinegar, so for me it's very good. But those are just kind of some things, our go-to things that we eat on a weekly basis. There are more in there, but these are primarily our main ones. Here and now and then again, we'll make some mac and cheese late at night, which is not the best for us, <laughs> but that's also a go-to as well. And usually we've been trying to get healthier mac and cheeses, but clearly, you know, they're still not good for us, but whatever. Live life. You always got to live your life the way you want it. You're only here once, but try to avoid what you can when you are conscious of it, because then you'll be here longer. And then some resources, and I'll link these in my Instagram po- Instagram or Facebook posts as well. But I've been listening to a lot of Dr. Gundry and Dr. Hyman on podcasts. So Dr. Gundry podcast, and then the Pharmacy Park podcast with Dr. Hyman. And Pharmacy is like a, a farm, so F-A-R-M. And then Dr. Gundry also has books that I've read. Actually, I've just read the one, but he has more. I read The Longevity Paradox, all about how you can live longer. Very interesting. And they, both of these doctors break it down in a way that like a three-year-old could understand, which is great for me. And it keeps me interested. But they also tell you the science behind it, but in a way you can understand it. But Dr. Gundry also has The Plant Paradox, Energy Paradox, Unlocking Keto will be out in March. And then, like I said, his podcast. So those are re- those are ones I've been reading and listening to a lot more. I also want to start getting into learning more about hormonal balance and uh, women's hormones. Just because I'm sure having kids is near in our future. And I'm just interested because I know nothing about women's hormones or menstrual cycle. It's almost sad how little I do know and how little I've been taught <laughs> but that's probably when I get when I get what I want to get into next and maybe I'll create a podcast once I learn more about that but for now that's kind of all I had on healthy ideas and tips my opinions my experiences things I'm learning things I'm researching and I hope you guys have learned something but let me know what other topics you guys want to hear I'm always open to ideas I love when you guys reach out And I love the love and support from you guys. I can't thank you enough. I know I've said it, but I'm going to keep on saying it because I truly appreciate it. And remember, until next time, we're all just trying to get by. A special thanks to my brother, Ty, for making and playing my theme song. Thanks, Ty. (laughs) 